What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Do you like the Edmonton Oilers offseason moves? And I'm overall probably going to give that a hard no. I don't. How about that? 58% say no. Basically, balance it out, it's like 50-50. Yeah. We heard from Oilers fans in hour one that say Ken Holland is dismantling the team. It looks like a bit of a dog's breakfast, I'll say that. Mm -hmm. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Uh, It is. Happy Thursday, everybody. Where's my bell? No breaking news today that I know of so far, Moose, but we got two hours to talk about all of yesterday's news. Unbelievable. And I think I hurt the feelings of the intern around here, so... (laughs) Where's HR? I know. I'll tell you why in a second. We, we were, uh, Moose and I were having our regular curb coffee downstairs. And we were in one. Right? Yeah. And uh, Alan, the intern, came down. He's like, do you guys uh, have a poll question today? And I said, why don't you go come up with three ideas and uh, we'll pick the best one. So what, do you remember what his three ideas where he came down? He's like, are you going to watch the NBA draft? And we're like, no. What else? Pass. Uh, what are the Blue Jays going to do for the trip? No. Pick another one. What was his third one? Uh, Don't even remember. Which, yeah, something about the NHL goalies, <laughs> was, maybe. Right. Or... Then he was completely demoralized. He's like, I'm never doing this again. I know. And we came up with our own poll question, which we will get to in a moment. But, uh, hey, Manscaped, they're back on board, huh? That's right. How about that? Just checking your email. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the point. I never got to my emails until now, and I see that Manscaped is back on. Woo! How about that? Thank you for supporting. That? Thank you for supporting our sponsors. Uh, this is the warm up. It's brought to you by Ecole Electric. Come check out our new Regina Data and Lighting Center, Ecole Electric. Let's get to work. Coming up on the program today, Jesse Granger from The Athletic Las Vegas. He's going to get to the bottom of what's going on with Canada's team, the Vegas Golden Knights. And from Edmonton, 
Longtime broadcasting media mainstays up there. Robin Brownlee and Bryn Griffiths from the Outsiders podcast going to be joining us. Uh, commentators Clothing. Brought to you by the Stony Plain Eagles today of the Alberta Junior Hockey League. You noticed that. I like that. And Moose's, yours is brought to you by what, Nautica or yeah. Ralph Lauren? Something like that. The use. Just the use. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Kent Ridley's watching in Nashville. Smashville. He said from Ridley Scouting, he says, give it five minutes, Rod. Seems like news is breaking all the time. Uh, that's for sure. But let's just slow it down for a second. Let's recap. And hit the quick six show topics, please. Thank you. Uh, number one uh, is NHL free agency leftovers. And I don't even know where to start. Clark and I were discussing this prior to airtime. The Athletics said $766 million were spent yesterday by NHL teams. $766 million. And then TSN said $576 million. So you know what? It's a lot. And for me to sit here and just talk about what you can't do a recap, Darren. We only got two hours. It's hard. Yeah, but I do have a recap of the Canadian teams. Uh, Edmonton made some big moves, signing forward Zach Hyman, defenseman Cody Cece, and forward Derek Ryan. The club also re-signed blue liner Tyson Berry to a three-year deal and traded up-and-coming D-man Ethan Bear to the Carolina Hurricanes for left winger Warren Fogle. As we said on the Bear trade, I think a change of scenery is good for both. I, I endorse that move by Ken Holland, who incidentally, the general manager said, quote, Obviously, we've got an incredible core that's really coming into their prime year, so I felt the responsibility and obligation as the manager to try to build a little bit deeper supporting cast as we head into the season. So while I'm a Holland fan, obvi, and the Oilers are my second favorite team, that's the truth, I'm not entirely on board with what Ken Holland's doing, but he believes in himself, so good on him. Go Oilers. That's all you can right. do. Uh, big day in Calgary. The Flames landing forward Blake Coleman on a six-year deal. Average annual value of $4.9 million. Defensemen were a hot commodity on Wednesday. Canadians landing Stanley Cup winner David Savard. Four-year deal there, $3.5 million a year. He finished last season in Tampa after the Columbus Blue Jackets dealt him at the end of April at the trade deadline. The Senators added Michael Delzato. I mean, this is just skimming the surface. The Vancouver Canucks added Travis Hamanick. So they re-signed, sorry, they re-signed him. Uh, and the Jets brought in Nate Schmidt, Brendan Dillon. You all know all this. And the Leafs brought in a new goaltender, Peter Mrazek, to a three-year deal with an average annual value of $3.8 million. Jersey sales, I guess, will be at an all-time high. Carolina's completely overdone their goaltending. And our poll question today is who, with no help from Alan the intern, who won free agency? You guys are supposed to laugh back there. Uh, other is leading the poll, by the way. Did you, did you guys put it up on Facebook yet? Because on Twitter, the options are Seattle, Chicago, New Jersey, or other. Others leading by a mile, 49%. Yeah. And it's who's winning in the offseason? What I say? Free agency. Who's winning the offseason? Right. Uh, pretty much the same thing. It's pretty much the same thing. Uh, Jamie Nye from News Talk Radio here in town says the Vancouver Canucks are winning free agency. Which, you can have it. It's July, last I looked. Uh, Todd Pinkney says, Philly, duh. Stanley Cups aren't handed out in July nor August, last I checked. And I guess everybody feels that their team's winning. Well, Vancouver is interesting. Their defense has gotten a lot better. I mean, Edler's gone. Um, but you look at their top four now, and I don't know where you're going to slot guys in, but you've got Quinn Hughes and Travis Hamanick, And then you've got Oliver ekman Larson 
on that second pair with Tyler Myers. So you got four pretty good defensemen now in Vancouver. And you know you've got guys, if Pedersen can play better, um, and it's all Demko now with Holtby gone, right? Yeah. The pressure is squarely on Thatcher Demko. That's what they wanted. That's what they want. So Vancouver's not in a bad spot. Last year, I think, was a bit of an anomaly for them. They might be okay moving forward. Um, yeah, the comments are coming in like crazy. I'm not going to get to uh, all of them now. That We save that normally for later for viewer takeover. So let's move on. We have not discerned. See you guys. We have live studio audience again today. That's always fun. They were far too quiet than the Very normal quiet. people. Yeah, most we have to put the sign up so that people stay quiet. They actually adhered to the sign. Yeah. Most thank you. See you guys. We're not going to tell anybody where they're from, eh? That's we'll right. leave that up to their imagination. Point 2, uh, National Football League notes. Were you watching ESPN this morning? Yes. Just listen. I looking for a wise ass reply there. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a C in Cleveland? Yeah, exactly. Of course. <laughs> oh, good one, Rod. It was all about Aaron Rodgers. And it's like, come on, Aaron. I'm going to go back to calling him Sharon Rodgers. Like, come on. Or Karen, maybe. Karen. He's turned into a Karen. I know. Look, if you're that upset with the Green Bay Packers, why show up? Now, having said all that, I said this the other day. I understand he's a really good guy. I've never met him. Tory Gurley thinks the world of him. But he showed up to camp, and we just thought, here we go. It's on. Let's go. And then he sat at the podium yesterday Ooh. and dumped all over the Packers again. And I was like, how is this going to work? That's all. I've gone back and forth on this. What a soap opera. Oh, yeah. I've often said sports is uh, oh, yeah. the real-life version of soap operas, and that's what this is. I'd like to hear from Green Bay fans, but that's the tough part about being an analyst or an insider. Tory Gurley came on here on Friday. He's like, I don't expect Aaron Rodgers will be in camp, and I don't expect him to be on the roster in week one. All of a sudden, he's there because Aaron had a change of heart. Like, pick a side, Aaron. It's, it's getting a little nauseating because we got to talk about the Dallas Cowboys. Why are we spending all this time on Aaron Rodgers who can't make up his mind? Then you got Dakota Prescott over there in Dallas, and he's hurt. He's got a sore arm. The Cowboys have been working out early because they're playing in the Hall of Fame game next week, which is a whole other thing. Jimmy Johnson's going into the Hall of Fame, right? But Jerry Jones won't put him on the Cowboys' ring of honor because he's still got a beef. Listen, I'm going off on a tangent here, but that's why I guess they call it the Rod Peterson Show. Dak's hurt. Whatever. He'll get over it. He doesn't even need to play in the preseason. It's fine. But the thing with Jerry Jones, he gets in the semi. I've heard it. Heard about it in Oxnard, California with the fans. And he tosses like stuffed toys to them right. and merchandise and footballs. And Jerry Jones, he's Santa Claus. He's the greatest thing. I'm like, the guy's got a black heart. Okay. Just because he owns the Dallas Cowboys. And that's my favorite team. And they're the greatest team on the football team on the planet. We all get that. He's not a nice guy. And he's the typical sports executive that can't get over things. Do you know anybody like that? He can't get over it. It's been how many years? And I wish the great late Bobby Ackles was still alive. But if because he's not, go read his book. Because he worked for the Dallas Cowboys in that era of the early to mid-90s when they were winning Super Bowls. And he went deep in his book, The Waterboy, about how it fell apart between Jerry Jones and Jimmy Johnson. And it was all Jerry Jones. 
You should go read the book, right? And here we are 26 years later, and Jerry still can't get over it. Grow up, Jerry. Grow up. Feels like a Seinfeld episode. Are we done on that? He's Do you have any takes hall, on he's that? He's in the Hall of Fame. Jerry? No, Jimmy's going in. Well, <laughs> yes. Jerry's in there, too. Yes. <laughs> which is great. Justin Timberlake sang at his uh, Hall of Fame party. Random. Inauguration. But, inauguration, yeah. But Jimmy's going in. They won't put him on the Ring of Honor. Nope, not happening. And you'd be surprised. Jerry Jones is not the first and won't be the last. They can't get over something? They can't get over things. You know, it happens all the time. Doesn't make it right. Of course not. Time heals all wounds, right? You say people heal wounds. That's the truth. I think it's a combination. <laughs> you know, and I don't know. Jerry might take this one to his grave. Oh, he probably will, but I can't believe he was listening to me because, and I I know you generally do, but that's the thing. People, the the saying is time heals all wounds, but it doesn't. People do. I know people that have been waiting 50 years for wounds to heal. Doesn't happen because two sides don't want to, right? Anyways, uh, moving on, point three, uh, CFL notes. What's going on? I'm telling you, it's still the biggest story in the Canadian Football League is injuries. And yesterday, Blake Jackson Wide receiver for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers went down with a blown Achilles. He's now the eighth guy in the CFL to blow an Achilles. It makes no sense. The cut down is 10 p.m. Eastern Friday night. I saw the story at threedownnation.com that the Rough Riders have said their picks are basically already made. They know what theirs are. Threedownnation.com. Like, are you going anywhere else for your CFL news? No. I can't even no. go. I'm not even going to Twitter, which I usually would. But there's not, there hasn't been a lot of tweets. Not a lot there. Three down. Yeah. Um, and by the way, my phone went off yesterday after the show from some football say, people saying, what was today's show all about? Light the Edmonton Elks on fire, bringing on their disgruntled players. And I said, did you watch the show? Because that's not what we did. Those guys just wanted to come on and tell their side of the story. They did not make the Edmonton Elks look bad at all. No. If anything, a lot of viewers thought Derek Dennis made himself look bad. That's your call, whatever. We just wanted to give the players a platform, so it was not light the Edmonton Elks fire on fire day. That's coming. Trent in Norway. Norway calling. It is 6.13 p.m. there, by the way. I'm not sure if anyone won day one of NHL free agency. My head is spinning around just like you guys. As for the Olympics, the women keep bringing the medals home. The men need to step up. Great rant on Jared Jones. He needs to become a person who heals wounds. <laughs> Stay well, everyone. Uh, moving on. Thank you for bringing the segue, Trent, of the Olympics. Uh, I was not watching the Olympics last night. I was watching Major League Baseball, and it was great. But Novak Djokovic, okay, must have been watching our show the other day, or reading my diary. Did you see what Novak Djokovic said about Simone Biles? I missed it. Here's what Djokovic, the Joker, said. Here's the, said, quote, pressure is a privilege with the topic of athletes' mental health and pressure being discussed at the Olympics. The top-ranked Serb was asked how he deals with the pressure of attempting to become the first man in tennis to achieve a golden slam. He says that without pressure, there is no professional sport and adds that if you are aiming to be at the top of the game, you better start learning how to deal with pressure and how to cope with those moments. Who said that the other day? Which 
There's no right or wrong answer on this, but I was talking with my counselor last night, the top mental health addictions counselor in the country, Rand Teed, about this Simone Biles situation. And he said, hey, he goes, I admire her courage. Who knows what she was dealing with? He took it a lot further than I did. And he's like, well, she's having suicidal thoughts. I'm like, well, I'd like to think she's not having suicidal thoughts. I mean, with the people that I'm dealing with in sports, it's literally, I can't do this. I'm too overwhelmed. Maybe Simone is having that. I don't know. I lean more to the Novak Djokovic thing. That you got to face the dragon. At some, or you're never going to win. And I just want to add, or you're never going to get ahead. I've turned down so many exciting opportunities in my life because I was too overwhelmed and couldn't do it. And I look back and go, all the things that I missed out on because I allowed my psyche to take over. Uh, right? I don't, nothing scares me anymore. Nothing. I think that's pretty clear, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so that's, we do that all the time, right? Don't ask that girl out or don't, you know, take this opportunity or don't swing the bat or whatever it might be. I mean, the truth is we don't really know what's going on in somebody else's head. So if it's suicidal thoughts or if it's whatever, I mean, respect her decision to do what she thinks is best for her. Yeah. But for a lot of, I completely understand where you're coming from too. It's like you have well, to you know, I, sometimes face some of these difficult situations. I love the debate. It's great, by one. the way. And Stephen Numidal is watching in the gateway to the north. He says, if Djokovic breaks under pressure, he loses a match. If Biles does, she could break her neck. I get it. But this is what I would say. And this is what I do say to the young kids in this, 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 this situation. Anybody facing a pressure situation, this is what you do. This is where you're at home, is out on that bar. You've trained for the last four years in your entire lifetime to do this. Just go out. And trust yourself and do what you do. But that's completely looking at it from the outside. And I don't know specifically what she's dealing with. But again, if you're afraid of breaking your neck in gymnastics, don't do it. What do we do? Why did we come all the way to Tokyo for? That's the way I look at it. That's just me. And uh, (laughs) Blue Jays at Red Sox today to close out that series. They split the doubleheader yesterday. 4-1 scores bookend. And point six, I left blank. What would point six be? What else is going on? Oh, boy. Nothing. Uh, I think we covered it. NFL training camps. You mentioned your Cowboys and Aaron Rodgers yes. all in one. Um, you know, what else is going on there? That's probably the next biggest thing is NFL. Know, NFL training camps. We got questions, and we'll get to them later. Uh, this has been the warm-up, and we're going to Vegas next. Literally, waking up in Vegas. Yeah. With Jesse Granger of The Athletic. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey, guys, the Olympics, Euros, baseball, major championships and concerts are all in this summer. You know what isn't? A wild and hairy bush. Tame your pubes with help from our friends at Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. Their fourth-generation performance package includes the brand-new Lawnmower 4.0. If any athlete treats their body like royalty, why not treat your pubes like Olympic gold? Fellas, do right by your balls and join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going with the code FANSIDED20. 
I know I talk about it every day in the podcast, but listen, we've all done it. We've all had to groom ourselves. No clunky razors that are meant for your face, or dare I say your back, or pain in the ass, extension cords, leaning over the toilet. The Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 comes in a convenient size. It was specifically designed for trimming below the waist. Make it happen, guys. The world is starting to open, and the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped is here to help you get ready. Again, free shipping around the world and 20% off with the promo code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Coast to coast on the Game Plus Television Network. 10 provinces in Canada, 31 states. In America, just ahead of Jesse Granger from the Athletic Las Vegas, Don Mitchell, our Navy friend, writing us on the Prairie Mobile text line. And you can reach us at 306-840-8777. He says, regarding the Canadian women's success at the Olympics this year, why do we need to divide it between men and women? Yay, girl power. Men, you suck. Can we not be just happy the Canadian athletes are doing well in the Olympics? This divisiveness are always have to do, find a way to divide is what's tearing not only this country, but the world apart. Do better, Canadians. Or, Don, we could say it's fact. All of Canada's medals at the Olympics have been won by women. That's a fact. Why are you going nuts about it? That's right. It's a, it's a fact. Okay. And from Brady, he says, hey, Rod, going in to get my wisdom teeth removed this morning. I love the pickups of David Savard and Mike Hoffman by the Montreal Canadiens. Now we just need a center to replace Deneau. I'll be watching the NBA entry draft tonight. Raptors select fourth overall. There we go. Thank you for the life update, Brady. I would like the life update of one Jesse Granger from the Vegas Athletic, the Athletic Vegas, joining us now from uh, the Meadow. How are you doing, Jesse? I'm great. How are you guys? Good, good, good. Well, I was okay till uh, the trade yesterday or Tuesday, I guess, now with Marc-Andre Fleury. Did you see this coming down, A, and B, what's been the reaction among the Golden Knights fan base? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I didn't see it coming the day it happened. Um, I woke up and, and a few hours or a few minutes later, uh, was getting texts that Flurry was being traded. I wasn't expecting it that day, but I, I mean, there were signs that this was a possibility. Uh, clearly the team had invested a lot in Robin Leonard, signing him to that five year, $25 million extension last off season. And I think it was pretty obvious that Coach Pete DeBoer preferred Leonard as his goalie and, and the fact that Fleury was a little older. To me, the signs that were pointing towards Fleury getting dealt, um, as soon as the season ended, Mark andre reached out to me. He, everything he said to me was, hey, I want to stay in Vegas. I want to play here. I want to finish my career here. I want to retire here. And those are things you don't usually hear from a player that has a year left on his contract um, unless he thinks that maybe there's a chance he could be traded. I spoke with his agent, Alan Walsh, and he said a lot of the same things. Um, my client wants to stay here. He's willing to sign an extension to, to beyond this season to, to make that happen. Um, so to me, those were kind of signs that these guys have a feeling that there's a chance he could be moved this off season. Um, as far as the fan reaction uh, about what you'd expect. Um, I think one fan on Twitter had a video or a picture of 
their Golden Knights hat that they put on their grill and set it on fire. Um, it was <laughs> engulfed in flames. Um, there were plenty of fans saying, oh, I'm never going to renew my season ticket. Uh, I think that maybe they'll calm down after a couple days, but it was a pretty dramatic reaction in Las Vegas. He is by far the most popular player in franchise history by a wide, wide margin, um, and, and they're going to miss him. No doubt, but you know, listen, the truth always comes out, as they say, and I'm just wondering, what was the relationship between Marc-Andre Fleury and Robin Leonard? Was there more to it than we thought? Did Alan Walsh create more hard feelings than we thought? I mean, clearly, this is he's a divisive guy, the agent Alan Walsh. I mean, I, I'd like to believe that the flower was what we see on television. I know it's hard for you, and I talked to the Vegas media, not traveling with the team throughout the pandemic and stuff until the end, so to get the vibe of being around them. But was there more to this story that this was addition by subtraction in a way. And also, how much did you think of Marc-Andre Fleury's gaffe in Game 3 lead to this trade? Because as Kelly McCrimmon said, he's got to put a winning team on the ice, and they didn't win the Stanley Cup. Um, I, I don't think the the puck handling mishap in Game 3 had anything to do with it. Um, because Fleury was their best player all season. So um, I think this was more to do with his age, his contract status, the fact that Robin Leonard is younger, the fact that he's cheaper, and the fact that he has four years left on his deal compared to only one for Flurry. So I think that that was the determining factor. I think they needed to get rid of a goalie, and I honestly, I have heard that they were there were there was interest in both. This wasn't a slam dunk. We're trading Mark Andre Flurry. I think if they would have gotten an offer that they liked for Robin Leonard, that could have been a possibility. Obviously, that didn't happen, so so Fleury's the guy who goes. But um, I don't think that gaffe in Game 3 against Montreal had anything to do with it. Um, the, but the relationship between Fleury and Leonard was fantastic. It was solid the first season when they first traded for Leonard. I mean, it was they were teammates. They weren't friends, but they were teammates, and that's all you need to be. Um, this past season, they have become really close friends. Um, those two, if, if you're looking for a, for a like, divisive nature between the, it was, maybe the front office and Fleury, Maybe if you want to look for that between Robin Leonard and Flurry, absolutely not. There, there was nothing there. Um, those two are really close. Uh, Robin Leonard told the story about Mark Andre Flurry's kids drawing a picture of him to wish him good luck in uh, Game Six against Montreal, going into that big game. Flurry's kids were drawing him pictures throughout the playoffs, sending him, sending uh, them to to their father for for encouragement before games. And then when they found out Leonard was starting game six against Montreal, they decided to to draw one for him. So that's just a small little anecdote that kind of shows you those two group close. And, and I think that was part of the reason that this goalie tandem worked so well. And I think the Golden Knights were, while they wanted to move a goalie this offseason to open up cap space to make some of the moves like they did yesterday, um, I think that they were sort of open to the possibility of them both returning. And and I think Flurry and Leonard's relationship and their ability to work together and 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 obviously they they played really well together last year. I think that that was a big part of that. Uh, Jesse, I'm, I'm loving the interview, by the way, as a Golden Knights fan. I appreciate the time today and the information. And I'll, I'll move ahead. Flower was my favorite Golden Knight. That's why I'm hung up on this, Moose. Do you expect that he will play again? Because as you saw in these playoffs, and in the regular season, he was moving up the NHL record books into the top four and wins all time, right? He passed Eddie the Eagle. I got th- And he's the reigning Vezina Trophy winner. He's not going to retire, is he? Like, what do you think he's going to do? Yeah, we all saw Alan Walsh, uh, his longtime agents, tweet about how he's going to talk to his family and evaluate his hockey future. And there's some belief that maybe he won't uh, show up to play for the Chicago Blackhawks. I don't think so. 
Um, what I'll say is I, I've had great communication with Flurry, um, gotten to know him really well over the last four years. I got to go s live in his hometown for a week and and meet all the people he grew up with. And and over that time, what I've learned is this guy loves hockey more than any human being I've ever met in my life. And someone who loves hockey as much as Marc-Andre Fleury and is playing it as well as he did last year, having his best season of his life, winning the Vezina Trophy, I just don't see a way that he hangs him up right now, um, the way he enjoys the game. I've asked him many times about his future in hockey, and his answer always involves some version of, I, when I'm not having fun anymore, when I'm, and it's not just the games, because the games are fun for everyone, right? It's practice. It's training in the offseason. It's eating right. It's keeping your body ready for this. When he doesn't enjoy that stuff anymore, he'll retire. And I don't think he's reached that point. I think he's still enjoying the game very much. I think his hesitancy to leave Vegas, because he's been saying, I don't want to play anywhere but Vegas. I want to retire in Vegas. I, I may not play for whoever you trade me to, whatever. I think that's more his family. Um, his wife, his kids have grown to love this city. Um, they were heartbroken when they had to leave Pittsburgh. He didn't want to move his family. But when he moved them out here, they really fell in love with this city. Uh, the schools, the area, the neighborhood, the people, they love everything about it. So I think his hesitancy to to play for somewhere else, I think that's all family driven. I think his family loves it in Vegas. I wouldn't be surprised if if Flurry stays in Vegas and, and spends his summers here. A lot of the players do. Nate Schmidt, Malcolm Subban are out here right now after being traded to Chicago and Vancouver. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's a situation we see with Flurry. But I don't think that that family and him wanting to stay in Vegas is enough for him to end his NHL career prematurely. So I, I would expect that he does show up to Chicago eventually and, and, and plays for the Blackhawks and plays well. Uh, Jesse, a few minutes left. Our, our face-off between Darren and I yesterday was, are the Golden Knights a better team Wednesday than they were Monday via that trade, the other trades the free agency happenings, and they're not done yet. Um, how would you answer that question? Are they a better team coming out of this week than they were going into it? That's a tough question to answer. Um, I will say right now I lean towards no because you lose Marc-Andre Fleury, and like I said, I think he was their best player on the ice last season. In the regular season and the postseason, he was their best player. So you lose that guy, that's a huge loss. I will say there are a lot of variables that could lead to this team being better next year. Um, obviously, Robin Leonard's play is a huge part. He is an excellent goalie, but he has not proven that he can be the guy on a contending team. He's been the guy before back in Buffalo, but that was on a bad team that was going nowhere. He's also played on successful teams. He played on the Islanders and he's played in Vegas and, and been through playoffs, but those were rotations. He's never been the guy on a team. I think he's talented enough to do it. We have to see if he can. So obviously his play is going to play a huge factor in that. If there's a huge drop-off in goaltending suddenly, this team will not be better. I promise you, if there's a drop-off in goaltending, they will not be better. However, if Leonard can play well, play as good as Fleury did the last couple of years, and the, Evgeny Dadanov is their big ad. They traded for him from Ottawa. They sent Nick Holden in a third-round pick. He's coming off of an off year in Ottawa where he was not good. Um, but the three years prior to that, he was excellent in Florida playing with Alexander Barkov on that top line, talking to him, talking to Kelly McCrimmon, speaking with people in Ottawa. I think there's a lot of belief amongst the Golden Knights people, even people in Ottawa and Dadanoff that last year was rough on him. His wife was not with him in Ottawa. They have two kids. She was pregnant with their third child, and no, he was all alone in Ottawa by himself dealing with all those COVID protocols. We've heard from all the NHL players how isolated they were. Um, I think that that was tough on him. I also think that 
He's a guy who's a finisher of plays. He's not necessarily a driver of offense, but he finishes the plays after guys like Barkov and, and Huberto make plays for him in Florida. And I think in Ottawa, they simply didn't have the guys to get him the fuck in dangerous spots. So I think a combination of him being able to get a little bit back to normal life with his family being out here in Vegas and him playing with talented players. You know he's going to be put on a line with very talented offensive players in Vegas. I think if Barkov can give the Golden Knights that finishing touch that they were missing, because this team has dominated in possession, in scoring chances, in high-danger chances, expected goals. They're always dominating in all those stats. They outshoot teams 2-1, to one, and then they lose. And that's been happening for two or three years now, and I think they've been looking for a finisher, and I think that they believe Evgeny Dadanov is that finisher. If he comes to Vegas, he's suddenly that 20, 30-goal scorer that he was in Florida. He's finishing place. He's putting the puck in the net. He helps their power play, which was historically bad in the playoffs. I think and, – and then another wild card is Nolan Patrick. They trade for Nolan Patrick. They, they <laughs> make that swap with Cody Glass. Kelly McCrimmon coached, managed Nolan Patrick and Brandon in his junior years. He believes in Nolan Patrick. If suddenly they can find – they can make Nolan Patrick look like that number two overall pick. And if Guinea Dadanov works out, I think if things go the Golden Knights way, this team can absolutely be better than last year. But that's a lot of ifs. And it's a lot of things that maybe won't happen. And like betting on Nolan Patrick to suddenly figure it out in the NHL isn't a sure thing. Dadanov, maybe, maybe that year in Ottawa isn't necessarily a down year and an outlier. Maybe that's just what's more to come. So I think right now I lean towards the Golden Knights are not better, but there's plenty of reason to believe that if things go right for them, this team could be a lot better next year. Uh, just real quickly, Michael Wynn watching in Winnipeg says, Dynamite guest, hashtag VGK. Uh, Jenna Reagan in Southern California says, Hi, good morning. Let's go, Buffalo. And Jex <laughs> in Edmonton wants to know about Jack Eichel. And I'll just say in the 60 seconds we have left, I think that's going to be the biggest story here moving forward is where does Jack Eichel go? Any chance he lands in Vegas? Yeah, last night, Kelly McCrimmon said that they're, they don't expect to be involved in any talks moving forward. And that wasn't specifically with Eichel. That was just more of a general question. Obviously, he's not going to come out and say he's trying to get Jack Eichel. So maybe there is a chance. But I got the feeling that maybe this was they, – they're pretty happy with their offseason. Um, I, I thought Eichel was a possibility. But now that they've traded for, for Evgeny Dadanov, that's $5 million. They signed Alec Martinez. To, that's another $5.25 million. And then they re-signed Matthias Yanmark, who was an unrestricted free agent that they picked up as a deadline rental. Even Yanmark thought he was a goner. Like, I talked to him at the end of the season, and he didn't think he was going back. So the fact that they brought all those guys in makes me think that they're probably out on Eichel. Outstanding update, Jesse. I appreciate it. Enjoy uh, the rest of summer. Hopefully things slow down a bit in August. And, uh, yeah, stay cool. Thanks for having me. Jesse Granger from The Athletic Las Vegas joining us, talking a little Golden Knights. Okay, we got 25 minutes left in this hour, hour one. And when we come back, a sports update and full-on viewer takeover because a lot of people want to get into the CFL, I see. And more on this, so hang on. We'll be right back. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube, and Facebook live streaming and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rod. Welcome back, everybody. As I said, we'll get into viewer takeover in a moment. Uh, I think I should read this. Ready? 
Support for the Rod Peterson Show is brought to you by Manscaped, who's the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. That's right, the 4.0. I've got the 3.0. He took the 4.0. How do you like it? Love it. How about that? Join over two million men. Join over two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you: twenty percent off and free worldwide shipping with a promo code RP20. Manscaped.com. Keeping us on the air. Uh, people want to talk about Simone Biles, which is cool. We will. Uh, sports update, Randall Grichuk belted a two-run homer and had three RBIs as the Blue Jays down the Red Sox 4-1 in game one of a doubleheader at Fenway. Boston turned the tables in game two as rookie starter Tanner Houck struck out seven over four innings of a 4-1 decision over Toronto. Rookie Jaron Duran hit his first major league triple for the AL Eastern leaders, an RBI drive in the fourth. Aaron Judge went from being a late scratch to hitting a tie-breaking single in a two-run tenth inning as the Yankees beat the Tampa Bay Rays for the second straight day, 3-1. Judge was taken out of the lineup about 30 minutes before the scheduled first pitch. Uh, Did you know why, by the way? Do you know what Aaron Boone, the skipper, said after? What did he say? He had doctor's appointments. He had an appointment. <laughs> no. Supposedly. So him and Andrew Harris have the same doctor. Aaron Boone, Mike O'Shea. There's, like, there's got to be a connection. <laughs> Worlds colliding, Jerry. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, Canada has its first rowing medal at the Tokyo Olympics. Victoria's Kaylee Filmer and Hillary Jansons of Surrey, B.C. took bronze in the women's pair with a time of 6 minutes, 52.1 seconds. I don't know if you saw the interview with them afterwards where they broke down. Oh, I did. That's my favorite part of the Olympics, the oh, interviews with the athletes. Oh, I know. And, one, and the one girl, you know, it's like the interviewee, whoever's doing the interview is like, you know, so proud of you. Fourth at the Olympics is amazing. Yeah. And they're all crying. And, and the one girl's like, yeah, fourth sucks. <laughs> like, we were actually pretty disappointed. But that actually shows where the culture of you know the Canadian swim team is at where they now expect to be on the podium. So I kind of like that that they're disappointed with fourth because the expectations have been raised. Hey, if you're not first, who said it? Ricky Bobby. If you're not first, you're last. Shake and bake. The Toronto Raptors general manager says the team is keeping all options open ahead of the NBA draft. Bobby Webster says the team has narrowed its list of potential players to pick, but it could change depending on the three teams picking ahead of them. The Detroit Pistons have the first pick. Yes, they still have a team. Followed by the Houston Rockets, Cleveland Cavaliers, and then the Raptors at number four. Alan, the intern, will be watching. He actually wrote a tremendous preview at rodpeterson.com. Alan, the intern. Follow him on Twitter at Alan, the intern. This sports update for the Tap Brewhouse and drive through Liquor Store. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. Well, I said viewer takeover, and, and, and we do have breaking news, by the way. The Tampa Bay Lightning signing Corey Perry to a two-year deal. Whoa. How about that? Okay. The, the, the movement continues. Um, from the text line for Prairie Mobile, your authorized SaskTel Mobility dealer. 
From the 801, anonymous texture says, it's like everyone's forgetting that Simone Biles grew up being sexually assaulted by Larry Nasser and has openly talked about wanting to commit suicide multiple times in her life because of it. She said the only reason why she came back to compete in these Olympics is because she's the only Nasser abuse survivor still competing and wanted to continue to provide a voice and platform for those survivors by competing. Maybe everyone should take her history and background into account before saying she should just compete because she has been pushing through it to become the best gymnast in the world for years and years. But now she broke and she shouldn't be ashamed for it or shouldn't be shamed for it. Great take there. That's amazing. If I had a name, that might be the rock star of the day. You know what? Absolutely. Could name it right now. Rock star of the day. Whoever sent it in. We don't know who it is, but that's right. I think that's important to say, you know what? We're not telling Simone Biles what to do here. Only she can yeah. make that decision. You know, you, everybody's got to assess themselves differently. If you've got, you know, some really serious stuff going on, you've got to make the right decision for you. If you're a little bit nervous, you've got to push through. It all depends on what you're dealing with. But that's a great take. Poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Who's winning the offseason in the National Hockey League? The options we came up with were Seattle, Chicago, New Jersey, or other. Who is leading on Facebook, Moose? Other, just by a whisker over Chicago, and then there's Seattle. Nobody's picking Jersey. Zero. Zero. Hmm, how about that? The reason we put Jersey in there was because they signed the number one fish in the pond, Dougie Hamilton. That's right. That's the only reason we put him in. Don Muir is watching in Winnipeg. He says, go Jets, go. Morning, gentlemen. He says the Winnipeg Jets are winning the offseason in the National Hockey League. Isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. Because not that long ago, they wanted everybody fired in Winnipeg. I have realized that I'm not to listen to Jets fans. I love them. I love the Winnipeggers. I really do. But you can't listen to them. No, They're too can't. emotional. That's right. They're too attached. Jets fans and Habs fans. Ryder fans. Very emotional. Oiler fans. Very emotional. Just can't listen to Let them vent. Yeah. Let them be wrong sometimes. Anyways, 306-840-8777 is the text line. You can reach us here. Coming up in hour two, we got Robin Brownlee. And uh, Bryn Griffiths from the Outsiders podcast in Edmonton. We'll go over this Oilers stuff. We'll go over this Elks stuff. Uh, Jeff, the Stamps fan, says fans are a fickle bunch everywhere. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. But I'm talking those fan bases there are over the top. Mm -hmm. Because it's literally one. (laughs) It was that poll question we had this winter. It's like, who wins a playoff series between the Leafs and the Oilers? And all our Winnipeg viewers are chiming in. What about the Jets? Week later, they want Paul Maurice fired. How That's about, all. But the Bergevin stuff. They thought he should win GM of the year. But two weeks before that, they thought he should have been fired. And this team has no chance. And then they win a game and they think they're going to win the series. Then they lose a the game and they think everybody should be fired and Deschamps shouldn't be hired. And Oh, yeah. It's up and down and up and down. But that's the roller coaster that... You're on. If right, you're it's just like those teams. You're riding a wave. Oh, yeah. You just got to ride it. Jackson Edmonton. I agree, boys. Canadian NHL team fans just need to vent. Looking forward to the CFL season. Is it a Canadian thing? Can we hear from the American viewers? 
I'm sure they're, though, this, they're more passionate down there. That's a fact. What's the most passionate American fan base? Ryan Gregory writes in on YouTube. He says, I honestly believe that Paul Maurice is a top five coach in the National Hockey League. I'd put him up there. We still can't explain what happened with the sweep against Montreal in round one. I don't know that there is an answer for that. It's like the Shifley hit just, yeah. it was the end of it. Shouldn't have even been a suspension. But we'll pause and come back with whatever you want to talk about. It's the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube, and Facebook live streaming daily and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Welcome back, everybody. Canada's daytime sports talk show uh, rolls on. We had Jesse Granger with us from The Athletic Las Vegas earlier. And coming up in hour two, Robin Brownlee and Bryn Griffiths from Edmonton. But this is what we call viewer takeover. And Jennifer down at the Four Seasons writes in, I guess you could say it's the official sports bar of the RP show. How about that? Yeah. You could say that. Yeah, yeah. She says, man, when you miss the first 30 minutes of the show, it's like you missed the whole show. Damn. I'm trying to catch up. Eh, just, just jump in. And for that. Right in the middle of the race. We have the Daily Blitz. The first 20 minutes. Everything you need. Six Tell them. points on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Rod Peterson Show, Daily Blitz, the short 20 minutes. Perfect to catch up on everything you need. So many people say that opening 20 minutes of the show is the best 20 minutes in sports talk on the continent because we cover everything. If you missed it earlier, NHL free agency leftovers, NFL notes, Aaron Rodgers is turning into a Karen. I rip Jerry Jones for having no heart. Actually, I said his heart is black. That's right. Uh, CFL notes, another blown Achilles in Winnipeg, cut downs tomorrow, Olympics and mental health, the Blue Jays at the Red Sox. We covered it all. Anywho... Ray in the six Kitchener, Ontario area area writes in Rod totally underwhelmed with the Leafs. Dubas continues to tie his hands by tying up all the money in four players. How much longer do Leaf fans have to put up with this? Totally frustrating. That's from Ray. Wait a minute, Ray. We can set our watch by this. It'll be September 15th. The Leafs are going to win the Stanley cup. It'll be coming out of Clark's mouth. Set your watch. Just wait. You can set your watch to it. It's coming up in about a month. Did you not? Did you? Did you? You're offended? Good. That was the intention. Did they <laughs> not give up a first round pick for Nick Felino? What did you give up for Nick Felino? Wasn't a, wasn't a first rounder, was it? Whatever it was. Gone. He's gone. A third and two fourths, and now he's signed with Boston. A first rounder and two fourths. And now he's in Boston. No big deal. Exhibit A. Tell him what he's won, Bob. As long as Dubas is in on that, that core, right, with, with Riley and Marner and Matthews and Tavares, there is no need for other moves. If you believe in them, you've got to just be patient and wait for it to happen. Or you've got to break up the core. Or go cheer for the Seattle Kraken. Or cheer for the Seattle Kraken. 
Uh, Don Mitchell writes in, says, that's rich coming from Moose DuPont. Leafs fans are at an epic level above all other fan bases to their craziness. Oh, I agree. That I didn't, I didn't put him in the Jets, Oilers, Ryder fans camp because you guys are full-on cuckoo. Well, don't put me in that group. What do you mean? Are you a Kraken fan now? Am I that cuckoo? No, here's what, again, we should, we're going to have to have a day for this again to go through what every fan base's thing is. I look at Leaf fans, which I am one, but we all like to not consider ourselves in the crazy pool, and I'm probably in the crazy pool, right? But I'm not. Anyways, I think Leaf fans are among the most annoying in sports. Agreed. Absolutely. But I just don't think, and maybe I'm just not listening to the right people, but they're not on the wagon, off the wagon. They always think they're going to (laughs) win. And that's annoying. That's true. Uh, By the way, why I'm ringing the bell, I don't know, but. Tim Capper in Montreal says, with the Alouettes allowed up to 15,000 in-stadium season ticket members, social distancing has been put in place for the home opener on August 27th. All of this and more coming up in Hour 2 after this break. You're watching on the Game Plus Television Network. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 